This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is bonus episode 434. I'm your host Duncan McLeish. Welcome to the show. Up on this episode we are doing listener reviews for Movie Club Challenge Teapots December 2022. This is the final episode ever of Movie Club and we'll be getting your reviews of my final selection Coherence from 2013. All that and more coming up after the first break. Before we get to that, as always, let's catch up with where we are under the stairs. This is your final week of podcast under the stairs content before we go the way of the dodo for the rest of the year and take some well-deserved time off. The rest of the week looks as thus. Ladies and gentlemen, on Friday, there is no episode dropping, but there is a live Facebook event, 10.30 UK PM time. You can jump across here, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash cast and join the event. It'll be myself and the Baz shooting the shit, taking your questions live on air for interaction purposes. You can interact with us directly there. And then nine lucky listeners will get to go head to head with the Baz in the online interactive quiz that I'm hosting. So yeah, to take part in that, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash cast is running on Friday 23rd of December, 10.30pm UK time. And then the very final episode of the week and the last episode from Podcast Under the Stairs of the Year is our Christmas Eve commentary covering The Ledge. It is myself, The Baz, and I can confirm Liam Rafferty on that episode. And then we are uh, we're switching things off after that and we will be returning to your feeds on Friday, then sorry, Monday, the 9th of January. So, yeah, we'll be away for a couple of weeks, recharge the batteries, come back hard at it. On the Tea Putts Collective, yesterday we dropped a little bit of weight to begin with, which was the season finale. The day before, we dropped a little bit of Chronicle doing a Christmas European horror movie. On Christmas Eve, we do our last episode on that feed until mid-January. We'll be doing a little bit of doing the nasty action for all y'all out there. So that's dropping on Christmas Eve as well. Okay, ladies and gents, let's do this, shall we? I'm going to take a very short break just now. You are going to hear promos for shows I love. The trailer for Coherence when we return is your reviews of that movie. Coming right up, right after this. 
This is Michael Caine, award-winning film actor you may know from such cinematic achievements as A Muppet's Christmas Carol and Jaws for the Revenge, where I played a character named after a fucking sandwich. I approve of the following promotional message. Do you like movies? Well, of course you do, you silly twit. You're listening to a movie podcast right now. Do you like podcasts about movies? I mean, if you're listening to this, your life is empty and without direction. So of course you do. Why not continue the spiral downwards with... They must be destroyed on sight! Yet another semi-regular podcast about film that will occupy some of that empty space in your soul. We cover every genre, but focus on a lot of obscure and cult films with a leaning towards exploitation. If you want a podcast that's going to talk about a silent film from the 1920s one week and a sleazy biker film from the 1960s the next, and then back to something like Singing in the Rain, the next episode, they must be destroyed on sight! Maybe for you. So tune in and join regular hosts Lee Russell, Daniel Hopper, Paul Romani, and Lee Hardy, as well as the odd guest host at tmbdos.podbean.com. Thank you, Drive Through. Is a total jackass. <laughs> Everyone else still not have service. I got zero. No. On Where? the news, you know, they're talking about the comet. Yeah, yeah. Miller's comet. After it passed, people get lost. They would end up in the wrong home. Wow. And they keep telling people that this can happen. The chicken tastes like right. tuna. It must be comet. Miller's comet. <laughs> the whole neighborhood is out of power, uh, except for a house about two blocks up. Welcome back. So you've just heard the trailer for Coherence. Let's get into this, shall we? The first review comes in via a little audio attachment to an email from our good buddy David Garrett Jr. And David says... Hello, Duncan and Podcast Under the Stairs listeners. David Garrett Jr. here once again, actually for the final Movie Club Challenge, as we are covering the movie of Coherence. So this is one that I first heard about thanks to podcasts. It isn't one that comes up regularly, but I know the title. And to be honest, I feel like I was getting it confused with Resolution before I saw that one. And that's just kind of the issues that I've ran into. So thank you, Duncan, for selecting this, as this is an interesting movie to go out on here. 
So, this movie actually has a simple enough premise, but the science behind everything gets complicated. We have a group of friends who seem to be together regularly, or at least they catch up enough where they know about what's going on in each other's lives, but there might be just little things here and there that they need to be filled in on. So this is the first positive that I had in the fact that this does feel like a group of friends. What makes this even more real is that they know what buttons to press when they are around each other. There is a history between them and the littlest things can set them off. I can also identify people in this friends group that I have in my own or I have had people that I be like, oh, that reminds me of so and so. So I do give credit that they could bring everybody here to life like they do. Now that established, let me go over to the crux of this. This is a time travel movie. Not in the traditional sense though. If anything, I would say this is more of a time bending movie. I like that this establishes that there's a comet going overhead and we get little things to start us off to make it kind of eerie in the beginning with like M and her phone breaking. Hughes does as well during the dinner party. His brother's a scientist who was collecting data and kind of warned him about some of the things that could be happening, or at least if weird things do happen to get in contact with him. Now, that becomes the goal of Hugh during this whole ordeal. Now, M tells a story that she read on Wikipedia about an event that was like this with a comet going overhead back in 1923 Finland. People were confused and just acting differently. That sets the stage here and gives us that eerie vibe and atmosphere. It then even takes an odd turn as this group tries to grasp what is happening around them and go for help. They keep going through this wormhole and the version that ends up back at the house is different. So this is exploring the idea that there could be multiple dimensions around us where we are similar but just making different choices that make us go down a different path and I love exploring this idea. Something interesting here is the actual genre of the movie. So I had it in my head that this was a horror movie, but both the IMDb page and Letterboxd has this as uh, thriller and science fiction. Those are dead on. Now IMDb also includes drama and mystery which fit. I was watching this as a horror movie the whole time though. It isn't in the traditional sense. This would go more in the adjacent category. There is a feeling of dread as the night goes on. M also sees the darker versions of their group as things go on as well. So the tension and the characters knowing too much about each other causes the tempers to flare. It is from there that bad decisions are made and could lead to disastrous results. So there's not much I can delve into with the science because I'm just not smart enough. So I'll go over to the acting. That is what makes this in my opinion. So we have like Emily Baldini playing M. Now she's our control character and I think she's good as that. Now from my understanding, she doesn't leave the house until late. That would leave that this character... As they come and go here that she's the constant knowing that where she is and what everybody kind of did from the beginning i like that she isn't science-based but doing her best to make sense of everything around her she is someone i connected with as she is the audience in my opinion now she also shows good emotion with her boyfriend of kevin who is portrayed by mari sterling and then there's also Lori, who is portrayed by lauren maher now sterling is good along with Lorraine Scafaria. We also have Nicholas Brendan, Elizabeth Gratian, Hugo Armstrong, Alex Monaghan. They all play different people that are in this house in the beginning here. I also wanted to point out that Brendan here is such an interesting guy. He loves pushing people's buttons, so he creates issues that way, and that helps to build tension. Now, we also have Armstrong as good as someone who is trying to figure things out. He seems a bit smarter than most everybody in the house. Now, the acting I thought was good across the board. They do well in becoming these characters, in my opinion. 
So in the last thing I'm going to go into would be the filmmaking. I think that the cinematography is good. This is shot well. What is interesting, though, is that we have these cuts at the end of sequences. We don't shift anywhere. It just cuts to black. I found this to be strategic, though, as it goes on. What it seems to be is an end of thoughts before going to the next. And this could also be little spots where a decision is being made, and that's a creation of a new dimension. I didn't notice them as much as things go on, but this does well in building tension as well. It starts off slower to allow you to know the characters before ending in a flurry. I had a bit of trouble keeping things together, but I almost feel like that's by design. Our characters can't necessarily either. Other than that, I'd say the soundtrack fit for what was needed. So in conclusion here, Duncan, I dug what this movie was doing. We get a simple enough story with a complicated science behind it. I don't fully understand everything that is happening, but I don't know if we're supposed to. The acting here is good. I like that we meet the characters before we see slight variations to them. There are times where there are some things that aren't even noticeable until later. I thought this was genius, to be honest. This is a tight, contained film that worked for me. I don't think it's great, but it is ambitious for what it's doing, and I give credit there. It also well made, which helps. Won't be for everybody, but I would recommend giving this one a viewing for sure. And I mean, if you've probably already listened this far to this, you've probably already been spoiled enough, but definitely check this movie out. So my rating here, Duncan, for Coherence is going to be a 4 out of 5 on the T-Put scale. And then, Duncan, for my tagline, it's going to be... When a comet goes overhead, this group of friends get more than just a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Thank you so much for doing these over all these years that you've been hosting this. It's been an excellent run. A little bit bummed to see this come to an end, but I will definitely keep doing these little mini-reviews for where to begin with. I can't wait to hear everybody else's thoughts on this movie. And this is David Garrett Jr. And I am signing off. And thanks very much to David for his review. Up next, a written review from our good buddy Tim Walker, who says, Dear Duncan and Teapots people, well, the last movie for Teapots Movie Club is the mind-bending thriller Coherence. I have seen this one before, and this was a latest watch. But before that, it was several years ago. I do recall liking it to some extent, but it wasn't very fresh in my memory. I think I probably would have given it a three and a half stars out of five this time. Well, this movie definitely has some positives. The story is pretty compelling. More of a Twilight Zone sci-fi story than a horror. But there's a little horror thriller tossed in there, especially at the end. It's impressive that the movie is just really just a bunch of people talking, almost like a sci-fi 12 Angry Men. Speaking of the Twilight Zone, I was reminded of various episodes of that show like The Monsters Are Due on Maple Street, The Shelter and to some extent Mirror Image. The acting is pretty strong and it's atmospheric as hell. The movie ramps up the eeriness as it goes on. Seeing multiple versions of the people at the party was creepy as hell and makes you wonder if there's an alternative and dangerous and creepy version of yourself and your friends and family out there somewhere. There are some negatives though. The acting, while good, was hampered in my opinion by the dialogue. A lot of it was clearly improvised and while that works sometimes, it's clunky and distracting other times. The dialogue also comes from supposedly regular people, yet some of them come off like Micho Kakao, Sean Carroll or Lewis Krauss. Full-blown theoretical physics. I don't know. To be fair, one of my favourite Twilight Zone episodes, my apologies for another reference, is called Little Girl Lost. 
Also, shoehorned a physicist into the story, and that came off as a little too convenient as well. I liked the atmosphere, but I hated the shaky handheld camera work. It's super distracting. Unless a movie is full-on found footage, i.e. there's a reason for it, I usually hate that. It comes off as fake, but trying to be super realistic. Doesn't work for me, and this movie is a particularly stark example of it. The ending was a bit ambiguous and kind of a let down in my opinion as well. Maybe I just need some more watches. It was a very confusing movie, but that's kind of the point, so not too much of a negative for me. Other movies that involve time, physics and other dimensions are also pretty hard to grasp like Triangle, Time Crimes and Laplace's Demon. I dig those ones quite a bit. One more problem I have with the movie is most of the characters are either douchey or and obnoxious or totally forgettable, except from the guy from Buffy the Vampire Slayer and the beautiful Swedish girl playing his girlfriend. The characters had no discernible personalities to me other than being kinda douchey. To sum it up, as interesting as some of the concepts are, unlike say the Twilight Zone episodes I mentioned in 12 Angry Men, I didn't care about these characters. Well, that's a lot of negatives, so I must not like this movie or like it anymore, right? No, I do still dig it and I'd give it three and a half stars out of five. It's a shame I wouldn't give it a higher rating like the other movies listed. Time Crimes, four stars. Triangle and Laplace's Demon, five out of five. Tagline, a dinner party with friends gets interrupted by more friends, themselves, from another dimension. Who's who and what should they do? Well, my last Teapots Movie Club is a positive review, and despite my general dislike of horror comedies, which you picked a lot of when I first started reviewing, I think my track record overall has been pretty positive, and it's been fun. I hope all my Teapots people have enjoyed it. I guess you'll hear from me over on Where To Begin With as well, so it's not goodbye for good. I will warn you though that Duncan often picks non-horror on that show, so the positive reviews might not be so plentiful. Horror is my thing and I make no apologies. Other genres don't do it for me. Oh well. Well, until we meet again, I say to my teapots people, take care, stay safe and don't go to dinner parties with your douchey friends during a supernatural celestial event. Tim. Tim, you'll be happy to know that the first uh, new season, so season four, of where to begin with is horror themed all the way right through for the entire year. So you should be in your element whether or not you like the movies that that waits to be seen. Okay, dokie, the final, the final movie club review. And this brings a tear to my eye, ladies and gents, because is it a movie club without the closing review from our good friend Lee Russell? Lee says of coherence. All right, we're back for the final movie club little bittersweet, but uh, I've enjoyed the ride that we've had. Enjoyed being on all the shows I could be on. I missed a couple here and there, but I was on most of them. Um, and I always enjoyed listening to what other people had to say about the movies you picked, Duncan. And you always picked interesting movies. Fun movies. So it was always a genuine pleasure to uh, watch these and share my thoughts and have other people share their thoughts and see what came of it. I guess I'll have to join that other one that I didn't realize, because you do so many fucking shows, I didn't realize was uh, another similar to Movie Club show, uh, Where to Begin or whatever the 
fuck you call it. I'm going to have to join that up into that one now, I guess. Um, anyway, Coherence. You picked a banger for the last film, a movie club. I got to say, Duncan. So uh, good on you. So yeah, this film is kind of like primer and time crimes in a way in the in the fact that it's super complex and there's a lot of different stuff going on although this is not uh of course a time travel film it's a film about parallel realities that have blended together due to the effects of a comet that passes by now in the end we discover that infinite realities have basically blended on earth due to this comet there's it's not just one or two so there's there's no real way to piece together the puzzle that is presented here because it's not really a puzzle. It, it's it's just very random. Um, I, I'm pretty sure there's probably someone who's painstakingly like mapped out who is from what reality or whatever because um, there's just out of our like eight protagonists in the film, they keep walking in and out of their house and into other realities at random. And so we're following Emily. She's the only character we follow that stays, basically, from our point of view. And everybody else eventually gets replaced by doubles of themselves walking in and out of different realities. And it's very confusing. And there's no need to really keep track of it because it doesn't matter. It's not the point of the film. This film is much more interested in being uncanny horror, uh, psychological horror... And a touch of cosmic horror, honestly. At the end of the day, it's probably more interested in moral questions that our main character, Emily, have to face up to by the end of the film. Like I said, reminds me of Primer Time Crimes, especially also because it's kind of a low-budget production as well. You know, very simple, modest-budgeted film with decent acting. What sets Coherence apart from Primer makes it it's because it's it's more of a horror driven story like there is much more of a horror element to it um i feel like it's like i said it's impossible to track everything that makes everything that happens and and make it line up um and that is kind of scary about it um the fact that it is so random um there's there's a chaos to it that uh makes it very unsettling uh what makes it like time crimes is that it's probably not well, I don't know, I'm going back and forth in this. Probably not necessarily worth a second watch because you don't really have to go back and uncover how it, everything gets to where we get at the end of the film. I guess I guess you could watch it if you're just interested in being like unnerved. You could rewatch it because I, I, I guess it would work on that sort of level. But most people would rewatch a film like this because they want to piece together the like everything that happens. And you don't really need to with this film again. It, it's not necessary. Also, if anything, some of the supper table conversations about a past comet causing what ends up happening in this film is, I think, a unfortunate little bit of uh, unneeded foreshadowing, which in my mind is a slight misstep that gives away a little too much of the film. Like It, it, it feels almost like they thought they had to dumb it down for people watching and they're probably right, but, you know, that's for a more of a general audience and not people like us. And honestly, some of the conversations as a whole didn't really interest me, like when they're just talking about bullshit and they're like passively, aggressively sniping each other and stuff. I mean, I understand it actually sets up why Emily makes one of the choices that she makes at the end of the film, 
but sometimes it can be a little bit too much. Um, but still, overall, this is a really good slice of unsettling horror that I feel like is worth seeing. It was really interesting to watch. Uh, again, like I love Primer, I love Time Crimes, um, so this is kind of right up my alley. But maybe a little bit of a notch down from those films. Um, although I can't remember what I rated Time Crimes back in the day. Uh, don't quote me on that. Because I'm going to give this four out of five stars. Because I enjoyed it quite a bit. Even though I feel like it's slightly flawed and doesn't hold much rewatch value for me. And that's kind of why. But uh, And here we go. I've got a tagline. Perception is reality. But can one be certain of which reality one perceives? And there we go. Last movie club. So I will see you all on the flip side. Interesting to see who responds to this last one and what they think of this film. And uh, thank you, Duncan, for sticking with movie club as long as you did. Uh, I understand, you know, it, it kind of dwindled down to a handful of people. So I can understand why you needed to knock it off of your uh, workload totally cool uh and yeah i guess i'm gonna have to join up with the um where to start with or how did we get here or whatever the fuck your other show is called i'm gonna have to join into that one so uh yeah i'll see you guys over there i guess uh merry christmas happy new year all that jazz bye bye and thanks very much to lee russell for his review it has been a pleasure getting to hear your voice on so many episodes and I look forward to having you back as a guest real soon and with that we're done that is the final movie club ladies and gents I personally want to thank everyone who has submitted a review over this subseries which has run hella long uh, to once again give a peek behind the curtain movie club was the idea to fill up some essentially Thursday episodes that I hadn't planned and I thought it'd be kind of cool to get a dialogue there I didn't foresee it running longer than a year let alone over four now I think which is a good chunk of the history of podcasts under the stairs about a third of our, our, our run time overall maybe just more than a third just a little under a half has had Movie Club as part of it so I can't thank you enough for taking part in all those shows I'm going to be closing out this episode. I'm going to be doing it right after this. You're listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. And you've been listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. This has been bonus episode 434. This has been the final movie club and the final challenge teapots for December 2022 with your reviews of our final movie pick, Coherence. There is a multitude of ways to check out podcasts under the stairs. Wherever you're listening to us right now, hit subscribe. That way you get the shows as and when they drop and access to the entire back catalogue of Teapots content. Please do not stop there. Subscribe to our sister feed, The Teapots Collective. Where to begin with can be found over there and it is the show that is replacing this. So if you enjoy Movie Club, you enjoy the concepts of Movie Club, jump across to the Teapots Collective and check out where to begin with. Episodes drop monthly over there. Subscribing to the Teapots Collective and Podcast Under the Stairs feeds is the best way to support what I do under the stairs. 
Alternatively, if you'd much rather just go to a one-stop shop for everything, that's our website, tpatscast.com. Links to all our shows are there, as well as a link to another show called Geoz's Shite, another regrettable outburst, a booze-based banter entertainment podcast featuring myself, The Baz, and Scott and Liam from Scott and Liam vs. Evil. It is a ton of fun, the most fun that you can have being drunk with your clothes on or off. That's up to you. Geoz's Shite, another regrettable outburst, exclusively available at tpatscast.com. If you're on Facebook and you want to interact with us over there, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash teaputzcast gets you the podcast under the stairs. For a little bit of that teaputz collective action, it's a Facebook page and I populate that with every single show that I'm on and every guest appearance I do. It's facebook.com forward slash teaputzcast. And lastly, if you like your internet weird, then the Jaws of Shite Facebook group page has got your back. facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash regrettable pod. If you don't like Facebook and you'd rather interact with us on the twin prongs of social media sexiness, our Instas and our Twitters both can be followed at TputzCast. Remember that the podcast under the stairs tomorrow at 10.30pm UK time on Christmas, well, Christmas Eve, Eve the 23rd, Friday the 23rd of December, we are doing a live Facebook Christmas party where you can jump in. It's a, a live event, so I believe you can turn on your cameras and interact with both myself and the Baz, as we will take your questions in live on air and do a live quiz, a horror-themed podcast under the stairs quiz for nine lucky listeners who can compete directly against the Baz for supremacy of the feed. That can be all interacted in at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash tpatscast. The final episode of the year drops on Saturday the 24th of December on Christmas Eve as our Christmas Eve commentary where myself and Liam Rafferty and the Baz sit down and discuss a terrible movie called The Ledge which came out this year. So until then, wherever you are, what the time zone is and what you're up to in this big bad world of ours, please take care of yourselves out there. This is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from under the stairs and I am signing off.